I'm looking up on while we're talking. I'm looking up on eBay for uh, pop tarts. Good, good. What's the highest ticket pop tart on there right now? <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good idea. Um, sort by what's the most expensive pop tart? Price plus shipping, highest first. I love that's something. Uh, oh my. <gasps> okay, all right. <laughs> so before we start recording, talked about how I picked up some limited, some discounted pop tarts. <gasps> yeah. At Aldi's called Pink Lemonade Pop-Tarts. We've never been in the mood to have them. Right now, wow! collectible master case Pop-Tart Pink Lemonade Pop-Tarts rare exclusive 12-time boxes being sold for $200 or Jed! best offer. Jed! That's why I told plus, you to look it plus up, dude. $30 shipping. That means no one's, it's listed at that price. Will someone pay for it? I don't know. Someone might. Chad, you won the lottery here. That's beautiful. Well, what I should do is manipulate the market. So I bought, I need to buy that right. guy's right. collectible mm-hmm. Pop-Tarts for $200. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then drive the price up so there's an establishment. And then yes. go, okay, well, now I'm selling mine for 250 This guy knows how to sell stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. I just, <laughs> you just buy all the things, you'll just make money. Uh, <laughs> this guy's like a video game thrifter on YouTube shorts. You know? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we all know we, about him. You're curious what's up after that? Uh, <laughs> limited edition lyrical lemonade. Uh, cream pie flavored pop tarts. Okay. Signed by Cole Bennett, whoever the fuck that is. Autographed. $100. What is up with the... Is it, Cole Bennett's a videographer. Uh, what? <laughs> is that just a nice term for a YouTuber? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it 100% is. Uh this man is 26. Why is he famous and doing things that are worth money? <laughs> this is that weird thing in food where, like, I feel like it started in my peripheral with, um, oh, who was the guy who killed all the people that, uh, at that concert? Uh, Travis, Travis, Travis Scott, yeah. Where it was just like, McDonald's has got Travis Scott McDonald's meals. And I was like, what does that mean? Weird. It means <laughs> he, he picked out your McDonald's meal for you. And it was like this weird marketing. It means we're old, Chad. I guess it means we're old. Uh, Pop Tarts Frosted Grape Flavor, $35. <laughs> really? Grape? I didn't expect grape to be the next one. I didn't. I think... did the fuck out of a grape Pop Tart. I love grape flavored stuff. There's like a wall of grape Pop Tarts last time I went to Market Basket. Maybe I should just stock up on Pop Tart Futures. Kevin, you got to buy all of them, dude. This is how it works. <laughs> this, this is like when I when I tried to flip Dota 2 assets like eight years ago. <laughs> I, I bought a bunch of, you could do a thing like you buy these little miniature statuettes and they'd come with a cosmetic uh item mm-hmm. but sometimes they were gold and those things were worth like hundreds of dollars on the steam market so I was, and none of I these just, were real just no i mean sure. they're not real in meat space but yeah. you get a cool golden helmet for your bounty hunter i loved selling that stuff i loved the, like just being like i don't give a shit and then selling it and then getting three dollars and putting that towards a video game that was one of my favorite yeah I, well yeah i flipped i was like i'm gonna, I'm gonna invest a couple hundred bucks and and put this in and then i'll, I'll make i made like a thousand dollars but it was in steam money mm. so <laughs> you know it wasn't real money and really all i did was just give steam my money but that's how business works baby yeah you also gave steam your time and speaking of i've given dwarf fortress a lot of my time we were definitely going to be talking about dwarf fortress today uh what's your tell me tell me a short story about your dwarf fortress kevin okay you you told me a really cool one about the defensibility of your fort kevin yeah so uh my latest fort i've decided to make war with the goblins because they keep stealing my kids Mm, they're always doing that yeah so i've built a a a tower in the woods uh and 
Uh, I, I, I picked an untamed wild region of the woods so that there's lots of like giant flying squirrels and bears and lots of other like <laughs> wacky creatures uh-huh. in, in the, in the biome. Uh, and, uh, uh, when the goblin hordes came knocking cause they were mad at me stealing my kids back, which again are my kids, <laughs> but are they anymore at that point? Like, you know, they're like, Hey, you stole our, uh, our, our, our forced labor workers. And I'm like, goblins, come on guys. I want to know what the goblins are doing with the kids. I don't, how do we know they're up to no good with them? Maybe they're giving them beautiful, good lives. Yeah, is is I mean, because I know Dwarf Fortress is a very intense video game system. In case you didn't realize, that's what we're talking about. Where like everything's got stats and and all these. Things. Is there a version where like you could have one of your rescued quote unquote kids, and they're like, I liked it more with Papa Gobbly. Well, this kid was four, and his parents missed him very much. Aww. So, <laughs> yeah, did they miss him because they needed him to work in the mines? No, they can't work in the mines in Dwarven society. They can haul stuff, yeah, and they, they can make believe. Yeah, they make believe and they lift stuff. That's basically the two things that kids do. You can't make them. You can't make them work. No, they, they when when they become full fledged uh, like adults, they can uh, do jobs. But right. they're they're allowed to have a childhood if goblins don't mm. steal them away. I feel like Dwarf Fortress should let you just like pull that switch. <laughs> Dwarf, Dwarf Fortress allows like a lot of other cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there's probably a way to be cruel to your children in Dwarf Fortress that uh, mm. that some sicko will invent at some point. Sure. I mean, a lot of people just crush them underneath drawbridges because they're sickos. The kids? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, obviously that would make their parents sad, and there's such things as uh, like misery spirals in Dwarf Fortress mm. where. You can lose a whole fortress because everyone's too bummed out to work. I just had one of my uh, people break down because they weren't able to. They were being spoken to by an unknown uh, force that wanted to, <laughs> wanted them to d- to do something to do some what? sort. Of, yeah, they'll they'll get like these like voices that speak to them, and they need to like like get, a Sauron. Yeah, it's more of like a a divine force is giving them inspiration to do something. Yeah, so basically every dwarf has one legendary item within them that. Uh, they can feel inspired to make, but if they don't have the materials to do it, uh, they go insane. Yeah, mine went insane. She she was my broker. She was doing a great job of selling mm-hmm. and, and buying goods, uh, and then she became a poet, and she just wanted to stand outside and stare at the at the water. And she <laughs> she st- and ironically, uh, she died of uh, of thirst while staring at the water. That's kind of beautiful. It was it was poetic. Honestly, this this is this isn't my story because I'm still too scared and intimidated to play it, but I really want to. There's no. I, reason I was reading a, a dwarf fortress story about like someone who it's maybe an old build, but they had like a sacrifice pit. I don't know if it was just to get rid of extra dwarfs or what, but they like sent a dwarf down there on this pit of spikes, and I guess in the last second the dwarf like countered the spike. <laughs> and instantly became like a master yes. co- mar- martial artist. Yeah, they so can dodge. Created, they yeah. can dodge. Yeah. And he couldn't kill him, so he was just like constantly parrying the spear. And I was like, oh, now you've created like a crucible to make hardened warriors. Right. I think what you were referring to is a danger room. Uh, sure. Which... I mean, listen, I mean, if you want to take that from Professor Xavier, sure. <laughs> in, in the old days of Dwarf Fortress, you could uh fill a trap with uh wooden training spears and train your army that way because training spears wouldn't do much damage to them and they'd like build up their 
Oh, okay. The story was written as if like it was meant to kill this thing, and then he was like, "Oh no!" He 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 countered the spike. Yeah, there's there are spear pits that you can be that you can have in your fort, and I've read that you need to make the walls smooth for your spike pits because if you don't, it is possible for creatures to do exactly what you said, then become master martial artists and climb out and then destroy you with their newly found <laughs> but powers. Doesn't it almost feel like they deserve it then at that point? If they boba fed out of the Sarlacc pit, yeah. you're like, yeah, you I agree. You get, a, you get a new Disney Plus series. Let's go. I agree. You got the series, baby. So I didn't actually get to tell my story. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I've settled in the woods uh, with lots of strange creatures and I'm under siege by goblins. Uh, so I, I order everybody inside. I shut the gate. No, no kids for anyone today. And, uh, I'm, I'm just waiting it out, drinking some blueberry wine, uh, and <laughs> in real life, blueberry yeah. wine, not in game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just drinking some Pruno in real life. <laughs> and, uh, I get a notification that another creature has invaded and it's a, a giant bird. A, a rock <sighs> has, uh, sw- has like swooped in and is now attacking, the goblins that are sieging my fort and I watch them fight for a bit and I just sip. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> game good. To quote Kevin, uh, I believe he said me plus drinking blueberry wine in my crossbow tower looks rough out there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks real bad out there. <laughs> Kermit sipping tea meme just huh. <laughs> Yeah. It was it's wonderful. Uh it Chad, you should not be afraid of it. Um there are I can send you a I, I so what I did was I followed the basic uh tutorial they give you, which is super, super basic. Um but they <laughs> will get you set up in like a poorly uh laid out fortress because they just tell you how to do things and you do them wherever they're laying around and you don't have any idea of scale or size and you fuck it up and then you're like, oh, I should start over again and you do that. So I did that, and then I just found a YouTube. I found a really good tutorial uh, where I've been, where I've learned a lot of key things. And my I think third fort now is going much better. How long is yes. how long is that tutorial? Two hours? No, dude, it's like fifteen minutes. Okay, all right. It's all right, beautiful. I'll give a shot. It's beautiful onboarding. It's not like any other video game onboarding <laughs> happening today. <laughs> but I would I would highly recommend it. And Kevin has been sending me songs. Uh, mm. like Tankard Basher by Cruxador, or I guess Cruxador is the channel. It's by uh, uh, it's a Simon Sverver. Simon Sverver, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and that uh, it's it kicks ass, and I want to hear are it. You tell me, there's like a private dwarf chat that you two are in because I'm not playing Dwarf Fortress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Paul and My Friendship. <laughs> 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 and Chad, join and us. me is like you guys talk about something. And I'm not involved. I won't be part of that. <laughs> Get dwarfing. Well, I don't know, Chad. You have to watch a 15-minute tutorial video before you can be in our friend chat. (laughs) (laughs) The onboarding process of our friendship is really smooth. (laughs) Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome. Hello. Hello. I'm Chad. I'm Paul. I'm Kevin. Welcome to the last Goosebuds of the year. You keep saying it, and it scares me every time you begin that sentence. (laughs) This is it. This is the last one of the year. Okay. It's ho- it's holiday time. Hopefully you're sitting around the fire. You're listening to Christmas rapping by the waitresses, the definitive Christmas song of 2022. The last listen. Christmas song of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> the definitive Christmas rap. No, the definitive Christmas rapping song is Run DMC Christmas Time in Hollis Queens. What am I talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'll take back my joking version. The definitive Christmas song is any of the songs from Up at Christmas Carol. Oh yes, oh yes. But I do love that waitress's song. That's great. 
I, I like the waitresses one for 2022 because uh, I like how I started the podcast. I would just do it all topic again. Uh, it, it's got a, it's got a. If you don't know Christmas wrapping, uh, you've heard it. It's like plays in all the malls, and it's just got a manic energy to it. It's yeah. like offbeat. It's out of it's out of sync. Christmas it's you could hear the mental illness take over your brain as you listen to it. It's fucking punk, baby. Yeah. It it just it just feels like the world is burning down around you on Christmas. And I think for 2022, yeah. Really the whole decade it's been an appropriate Christmas song. I like to pair that one with the Kinks Father Christmas, which is a song basically about beating up a Santa Claus. Hell yeah. I like that one. Um anyway, normally on this podcast we cover goose. Bump YA books, usually one to Viral Stein, give them the hard-hitting critique they deserve. Sometimes we also do adventure episodes where one of us reads through a give yourself goosebumps, choose your own adventure, with one of us being our uh, bookmaster BM. It's true. And this this time we are reading Revenge of the Body Squeezers. Was the body squeezers, that was a regular old story, right? That was never a choose your own, ad- uh, cho- sorry, oh my goodness, I almost said the, the cursed words. That was never a give yourself goosebumps, right? <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is our year of body squeezers. We read the two other body squeezers stories. Ah, yes, that's right. The only other time that I think that there's been a two-parter in Goosebumps lore has yeah. been the body squeezers, and this is a uh, pretty hard to track down book. Gotta yeah, say. we're pretty impressive for being able to get this book. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Pop Dumpster on Reddit who helped hooked us up with the copy. Yeah, enjoy the rare treat that we're giving you. I mean, a real physical book that we paid $900 for <laughs> and we all can read that we yes. acquired legally. All of us can read. The profits from reselling this will be used to buy limited edition Pop-Tarts. <laughs> if we can afford them. Uh, Kevin, I think you're going to be our bookmaster today, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to be the last bookmaster of the year. Stop. Oh my God, every Stop. time. I feel like I'm dying and you're not telling me. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, do we need to be primed on body squeezers? Uh, uh I think if we remember right, they were uh, we the the logic of them was inconsistent, right? You know, they kind of both like they're yerks, but also they can like multiply themselves. Yeah, here's what uh, RL has to say. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Just when he thought it was safe to go back to California, M dash the body squeezers <laughs> have returned. Yes, an M dash. I know, man. Your best friend, Jack, got rid of all the evil green alien invaders. The problem is... Oh, oh cool. So Jack is Jack is the protagonist from... Cool. We get to be friends with Jack? <gasps> yeah. That's what I've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> now, we get, now we get to be friends with him like it's Sonic insert fan fiction. <laughs> uh, the problem is, now Earth is facing a bunch of evil blue aliens. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Aliens that want to shrink everybody in town into tennis balls and take them into outer space to study. Ugh. Oh, no, they're taking them. They're going to study them in space. They're not going to outer space to study something. <laughs> the opposite of what the green ones wanted to assimilate all of us. Blue ones want to capture us. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Can italicized you do something to stop them before <laughs> you're the next victim? Wait, so is Mr. Fleshman not going to be in this one? Mr. Fleshman was the, Jack's neighbor who was clearly an alien. Wait, no, no, he wasn't an alien. We thought he was clearly an alien, but he worked for the government, right? What was the deal with that? No, wait, I think it was the opposite. We thought we worked for the government, and then he was an alien. Yeah, we thought he worked for the government, then he was an alien. Then he unzipped his thing, and he was like the brain bug for the... That's right, for Starship Troopers. 
for the squoses, yeah. How'd that one end? Would like do we pop them all or something? Was that one where they all just like blew up? We hugged them. I think and, we were yes. and then we used electricity? Magnets or something? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think hugging was their was their ultimate. Horror oh, loves that, like, if you pinch them, they blow up thing, like from Horrorland or... Yeah. Those, yeah. So, with all this in mind, what brain halves are the two of you? Oh, yes. Paul and I will be playing the uh, singular uh, young boy protagonist. Yes, the single boy. Uh, I will be the right half of the brain, and uh, my motivation this... Uh, episode will be that I am a new dwarven hold uh, lord uh, and so I will be looking to increase the treasures and uh, wealth of my wow. newly founded dwarf horde that's uh, just basic motivations for my choices in this yeah okay um, I love it uh, I'm thinking I'm representing the left side of the brain of a young I guess dwarvish boy <laughs> who is scarred from the invasion of the body squeezers that must have happened previously in this mm-hmm. in this canon story um, and I think I think Paul like at some point we you know we like we had to hug our dad to death mm-hmm. uh, he'd gotten <laughs> taken by a body squeezer and we watched him melt in our, we finally got a hug from our dad and then we did and it killed him it was the last hug it was the last hug of our dad's life so wow. I'm, I'm part representing the left side of the brain that's very much like the only good bug is a dead bug. Okay. Aliens must die. No peace on earth. War to them all. And kind of hope that you'll get abducted by goblins one day. I, I mean, maybe. As long as they're not bo- body squeezers, because body squeezers have to die. We'll find out. I Okay, I think we're going to have some really uh, easy decisions to make then. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the good of the mountain home. For the good of the home. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, well, this book begins very subtly. Ding dong! <laughs> you ring the bell of your best friend, Jack Archer's house. Yeah! It's December 31st, <gasps> which in Southern California means a nice sunny day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Is that true? Is that true, Chad? I mean, sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, doesn't the winter gloomy start around now? I mean, it's like colder. It's like 50. And it gets dark earlier, like everywhere else on the planet. But yeah, we, yeah. Ain't, we ain't got no snow. I just thought it got cloudy and and stupid there for a couple months. That's all. Wow, damn. That's some <laughs> real judgmental there, Philly. I was told this about the place. I don't know. <laughs> There's no answer. Where could Jack be, you wonder? At that moment, Jack and his little sister, Billy, come barreling around the corner of the home. Yeah. Hey, guys, what's the rush? What's going on, you ask? <laughs> Alien! Billy screams as she hides behind you. Uh, yeah, right, you mumble. Hey, Jack, I just got some cool stuff from my grandpa to show you and pictures of my trip. Man, you have like a whole personality in we this. We sound really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got to get out of here, Jack whispers urgently. He looks dead serious. Listen. While you were on vacation, these green aliens attacked L.A. They fell to Earth in a weird <laughs> form. Heavy orange balls. You didn't see it on the news. Yeah. Then they transformed into green aliens. It was horrible. I destroyed them all. But now Billy and I saw a blue <laughs> alien. Wow, this takes place right after. Cool. Uh, 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 Body Squeezers Part 2. Because remember, that's the punchline at the end of 2. Yeah, they see now alien. it's a blue one. Got it. What are you talking about? You roll your eyes. Green aliens, blue aliens. Give me a break. You've got to believe us, Jack cries. Then his eyes open wide. Scared. Because the blue alien is right behind you. Turn to page two. Oh, shit. (laughs) 
You whirl around and gasp. No, you want to scream, but your voice won't work. No sound comes out. You are dead. No. <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, well, that's that why easy. this book is so hard to find. <laughs> can, can I call real quick before we before we move to the next part? Of, uh, sure. The cover, the cover of Revenge of the Bias Squeezers. Like this is probably the on the cover is probably the device to capture it, but it just looks like this is a kinky fucking alien. You know, Chad. Normally, I'd I'd admonish you for horned. But for horn, you're right. You're right in this. That's a gaper device. That's for creating gape for sure. This is a, this is a leather daddy body squeezer if I've ever seen one. He is slick. You can see, you can see the lubrication upon his carapace. <laughs> That's how he gets in you. So some dwarves like body squeezers for their slick carapaces. <laughs> Uh, no, you want to scream, but your voice won't work. No sound comes out. A tall blue creature, some sort of horrible bug-like space alien stands just three feet away. Its head is a strange diamond shape. Diamonds? I would like that for my, for my hoard, my treasure hoard. (laughs) (laughs) Its huge burning eyes, like yellow orbs of fire, bob on stems. (laughs) Gems? (laughs) And it has a big gaping black hole for a mouth. I told you it's a gape device. Its body is long and skinny, glowing, an iridescent blue. Oh. The alien draws a rasping breath. Oh, so it'd be like But still that's I like your chittinous sounds you Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a chittering. Yeah. But if it's draw if it's drawing your breath, it'd be like Yeah. The sound curdles your blood. Ooh, I like that. What do we do, Billy whispers. There's terror in her voice. Your eyes dart down to the creature's hands. So powerful. Strong <laughs> enough to choke the life out of you. <laughs> you, can just lift, you can just lift me up and take me. I want to clarify that, yes, we did perv up the cover of this, but we did nothing to the pros of this. Maybe this is why the book is so hard to find. <laughs> I think so. Run, Jack screams. Into the house, fast. No, you think. If we run, that could make the alien chase us. <laughs> uh-huh. See, you're fu- you're fucking smart. You're thinking with your brain. Should mm-hmm. you run or just hold very, very still? You have to decide quick. We don't know what its vision is based on. It's true. If it is based on vi- <laughs> if if its vision is based on vision, we are fucked if we stand still. <laughs> If it has vision based I think we should vision. assume that it's, I mean, if it's part of the genealogy or whatever of green body squeezers, what are the chances that the blue variation has such different eyes? Yeah. I think we run, my book, my friend. Well, I, I, you know, going into my, um, my choice matrix here, uh, I do believe <laughs> the inside of the house will have more stuff for me to acquire for my treasure mountain hoard. So I would like to also run into the house. Yeah, I want to defend the home. Sounds like a clear run. Your legs tremble with fear, but somehow you make them move. Let's go, you scream. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You spin and follow Jack and Billy to the house. Slam. Jack shuts the door fast and flips the dead bolt. Okay, so this is this is a clue, I think, that this is not RL uh, writing this is all of the like slams and ding dongs and capitalization and stuff. Like someone's having too much fun writing this. Okay. No yeah. one's fallen to their knees and let out a low moan. Yes. Yeah. And we're all the way on page three of this. So slam. Jack shuts the door fast and flips the deadbolt. Now, do you believe us? He whispers, breathing hard. Up. Oh, something's doing. There someone's doing something hard. So. 
You gulp and nod, eyes wide open. What? What was that? You mutter softly. That was it, the blue alien, Billy says. That was it, the blue alien, Billy says. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was in the garage. But where? How? You ask, dazed. Just listen, Jack says. He keeps one eye on the locked front door. Quickly, he explains the whole thing. What happened while you were away? How the green aliens invaded Earth. How they hugged people and sunk their long nails in people's backs. Oh, that's right. They would hug them, inject them with another alien, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, boy, the squeezers were bad news. Yeah, you don't want to be squeezed. No, Turning no, the human beings into aliens. You find out that even Jack's teacher and parents became possessed by the aliens. And guess who their leader was, Jack whispers. Who? You barely managed to choke out the question. Mr. Fleshman, Jack replies. Wow, that's a really obvious name, we say. (laughs) (laughs) I had my doubts, all right? You know, I I thought it was too obvious, you know? Agreed. Your weirdo next-door neighbor, you ask? Totally amazed. Jack nods. He was in charge of the whole alien invasion. The others got their power from him. He was wearing a disguise to make him look human, but when he took it off, Jack and Billy shuddered just thinking about it. I bet these blue aliens are from the same planet, Jack says, because they make the same sound. (laughs) Maybe Mr. Fleshman was their leader, too. You glance toward the front door. Where's the blue alien now, you suddenly wonder. Behind you, a door slams. You spin around fast. Scrape! Footsteps drag you from another room. Oh, no, Jack, you didn't lock the back door, Billy screams. Isn't that the same? Wait, hold on, hold on. Is this a moment in the book? Like, are kind we of. playing? A, like, like I'm, literally, was this neighbor there in the book? Or is this like a new invention? Because I don't think the neighbor was there before. The only reason I say that is I could have sworn there was a, oh, shit, we forgot to lock the back door situation. That might have actually been in another book we read, but. Yeah, I th- that, that sounds like it could be in Body Squeezers. And I think. This character is not canon because he likes to leave it like uh, mm. like gender neutral. So mm. no matter who's reading it, you can kind of put yourself in. True, true. Fair. Um, scrape. The footsteps drag closer. The eerie sound makes your scalp prickle. The blue alien marches into the living room. It's gigantic arms outstretched. Ah! Billy screams. <laughs> <laughs> You whirl toward the front door. You're doing a lot of spinning and whirling. Like, you're doing a lot of cool, like, dwarf spins. I, I, it's cool. It looks sick. Uh, we're expending a lot of excess energy that we're going to need, uh, n- not only to uh, survive this encounter, but to carry a lot of stuff back to the dwarven hold. It's true. Uh, you whirl toward the front door to escape, but it's bolted. Run, Jack yells. He tries to push past you. You fumble with the lock and open it. But you glance over your shoulder and freeze in total fear. The creature reaches into his mouth, pushing his huge, <gasps> lumpy hand deep into his own throat. What? Half of his arm disappears inside his mouth. When he pulls his arm out again, you can't believe what he's holding. He winks sexily at you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe your eyes. The alien has taken a weapon of some sort out of its mouth. It's cool. shaped like a gun. It is a gun. The handle <laughs> <laughs> The handle is green and purple, but instead of a barrel, it has six curved metal bars. They form a silver claw, like a cage. The alien breathes loudly. 
He raises his arm and points the claw at all three of you. Krizip! With a strange, horrible noise, the weapon shoots out a blinding flash of light straight at Billy. You stare at the horrible sight, and the light from the alien's gun surrounds Billy like a cage. Then it squeezes her, squeezes her whole body into a small black ball. <laughs> no! You and Jack huh. scream in horror. Too late. They really have mastered squeezing on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe they just had different techniques on how to squeeze. The greens were like, let's just hug them. The blues were like, no technology. Yes, the great green-blue squeeze war. That's the... the, the to decide who has the best squeezing techniques, yes. Everything comes down to how you squeeze it. Krazip! Mm -hmm. The alien shoots the weapon at Jack. Another flash of light, and before he can blink, Jack is squeezed into a small black ball, too. The alien aims the gun at you. Before you can run, duck, or even blink, he presses the trigger. Click. Click. Boom. Wait, you're okay. <gasps> the alien's gun jammed. Now's your chance. <laughs> jammed <laughs> you yank open the front door and run out your heart hammers as you hide behind some bushes in the front yard the alien runs past you he's fiddling with his squeezer gun <laughs> trying to fix it he doesn't see you at all yes you escaped but then you see something terrible the alien is carrying the two small black balls jack and billy it's too risky to fall the alien you think i could get squeezed but I have friends, don't I? To follow the alien, turn to page 33. To stay hidden in the bushes, turn to page 18. I like to read that last line as, but I have friends, don't I? And I'm like questioning if they are my friends or not. They didn't come to my birthday. They didn't call me when all that weird <laughs> shit was happening on the news. <laughs> uh, are, are, should we assume that like they're dead? Well, yeah, but I, here's the thing. I'm not going to go after the alien. We have the choice of going after the alien or staying in the bushes. I, I will certainly not be chasing the alien to rescue my quote-unquote friends, but I do think that that gun would make a fine addition to my dwarven hold. <laughs> See, I, I was thinking like chasing after to kill the alien. Por que no los dos? Yeah, I was going to say, in order to get the gun, I probably will have to. So you will be appeased. Uh, with your yeah. murder frenzy, and I will get my gun for my dwarven hold. So I think we should. Chase I want to use the gun on the squeezer and then just step on it, just step on the ball, oh, just like baby, just crush it. They they took your kids. I mean your friends, but they they took your kids. Well, I think all three of us can be satisfied by chasing this alien. So we should do that. <laughs> chase the hell out of this alien. Yeah, you've got to follow the alien. You can't let him take your friends. Your heart races as you sneak out of the bushes and follow him through Jack's backyard past three new houses that are just being built toward a dark forest. Deep in the woods, the alien stops, just a few feet from a strange black office building in the woods. Okay. Mm. Your heart pounds. You stand back, hoping the alien can't hear you as you try to catch your breath. Suddenly, a light begins to glow from inside the building. You squint into the darkness of the woods and realize it's not an office building. It's not an office building at all. It's a oh spaceship. My oh, my <gasps> God. <laughs> you try not to gasp out loud as you realize you're just a few steps away from the alien's headquarters. The ship is a weird eight-sided shape. Black, on stilts, six tall metal legs hold it up above the ground like a giant bug. The alien creeps forward and stands under the spaceship, holding Billy and Jack. The two small black balls in his hands, and as he calls out, Oberlingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
His voice is harsh, metallic sounding, as if it's coming from a machine. <laughs> Sounds like an Adam Sandler character. Overlingo. Shabadoo. We are on Earth now. A voice from the inside the spaceship replies, speak English. I am ready to return, the alien says. Open the hatch. Let's go home. <laughs> a small ramp extends down from the ship to the ground. I guess he just needed two to fill his quota. Yep, we, we did all this to get two kids. <laughs> oh, no. You think as you watch the alien trudge up the ramp, he's going to take Jack and Billy to another world. Like the video game, Another World. You race <laughs> nice. forward. You're classic, classic game. Yeah. My my Oberlingo, I think, was the uh, inspired by one of the aliens there. You've got to save your friends somehow. <laughs> Trembling with fear, you take one step up the ramp. You peek into the ship. All you can see is a control room lit up with millions of flashing knobs and panels. You see the two blue aliens standing near the ship's control panel. Is it set? The one alien asks. The short one. Yes, the tall blue alien answers. He is the one you were following, the one who's still holding the two black balls. You could just say your friends, but okay. <laughs> Yo, they're dead now. They're black balls now. We need to dehumanize them. When will the squeeze bomb go off? The short alien asks. Oh, they made a squeeze bomb? Damn, dude. Dude, what is a black hole if not like the universe squeezing you? Holy shit, yeah. he's right. That's yeah, definitely an implosion, not an explosion for sure. Think about it. In one Earth Day, 24 hours from now, the other one answers, good Good, the short alien mumbles. <laughs> when it goes off, it will squeeze all the human beings of the city into small black balls. First we take <laughs> over LA, then the world. The aliens laugh. Ha 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 ha. The sound makes your blood run cold. <laughs> Excellent alien voices, by the way. Yeah, great job. I'm I'm in ca- I'm enraptured. Thanks. I'm glad I only have to remember two voices at a time. That makes it a lot easier now that Jack's in a ball. Uh, you shudder at the alien's evil plan to squeeze all the people in Los Angeles into little balls. The short creature opens a small hatch in the control panel. Put those two in here. He instructs the tall guy, pointing to the two black balls that are Billy and Jack. The tall alien obeys. He drops your friends into the hatch. You gulp with dread as they disappear from sight. Now where did you plant the device? The short alien asks. (laughs) The tall alien turns his back. You can't quite make out the answer. All you hear are three words. Hollywood. East and bold. That's all we needed to hear. That's the whole thing. I know where that is. <laughs> Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Earth time, the taller alien finishes. <laughs> Christian standard calendar time. <laughs> That's when the people of LA will be destroyed. Oh man, everyone in LA squeezed into small black balls, even your parents? And you, if you don't find the device, you'll be squeezed into a ball too. Your head is spinning. You try to sort it all out. Aliens on Earth. They captured Jack and Billy and planted some kind of bomb that will squeeze everyone into black balls. I've got to find that squeeze bomb, you realize, and stop it somehow. Turn it off, for it's too late. But if you search for it, the aliens will leave Earth, and they'll take Billy and Jack with them. Time is running out. You better choose. Do you try and rescue Billy and Jack from the spaceship, or leave them there and try to save all the people in Los Angeles? Wow, this is actually like a really good like question. Yeah, a true decision here. Uh, again, uh, the, I try to disarm the squeeze bomb. Personally, I would like to do that because the squeeze bomb would make a very sick addition, if only as a display piece in my beautiful dwarven hold that I have just begun. 
But I, I'm I'm opening to hear your ideas, uh, young Chad, young dwarf Chad. I, I'm thinking that like whatever they put him in, they put Jack and Billy are gone to us. Is how they rationalize <laughs> it. They're they're dead. We don't know if we can bring them back. Even if we found them, what like they probably put them in a hopper with a bunch of other little black balls, and like they're gonna be like dehydrating and get some other kid. And we gotta deal with then Kevin's gotta do another voice. Like they're they're dead to us versus. The entirety of Los Angeles, the cultural mecca of the world. <laughs> I'm honestly not even certain that they were our good friends ever, so I don't care no. about them. The Dream Factory is in danger, guys. We got to save them. <laughs> the Dream Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Looks like we're going to find and disarm the giant squeeze bomb. Yep. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Mm, mm, the, to, it, to quote Spock. It's the old track that let the whole people on a track thing and you can switch the switch. That's what we're dealing with. Oh, oh, the trolley problem. Yeah. Except one of them is two little kids and the entirety is uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as you know, there's no like de-squeezer gun. Yeah. I, in my mind, those kids are dead. Yeah, I've written them off already. <laughs> You decide you must save Los Angeles from the aliens, even if it means leaving Billy and Jack behind on the alien ship. Maybe they'll be mm-hmm. okay, you tell yourself. <laughs> Maybe you can get help from NASA later on. And go <laughs> yes. yes, NASA shall, shall help. Yeah, because NASA can go to alien worlds. This is why we need a space force. Yeah. But for now, you've got to hurry. Everyone in Los Angeles depends on you to find the squeeze bomb. L.A. is a big place. The squeeze bomb could be anywhere, and you've only got 24 hours to find it. Quietly, slowly, you back down the ramp from the spaceship. (laughs) Just in time. Fwoosh! The ramp retracts back into the ship, closing the entrance. Then the spaceship begins to lift off. There's no way to save Billy and Jack now. Oh, well. Oh, well, fine. Bye, guys. Your heart pounds like a drum as you run through the woods, away from the departing spaceship, back toward Jack's house. Panting and out of breath, you collapse when you reach Jack's doorstep. Don't you have a house? Why are you? Okay. Why, why are, not to, not to nitpick, why are they leaving if the bomb's about to go off? Don't they, are they just like going to drop off those two kids and then be like, we'll be back tomorrow to get the 10 million more. Yeah. And why did they have to? Do this in the first place if they're just going to squeeze bomb the whole. Don't question it. Don't <laughs> question. It. Look, you're putting you're putting your human instincts and your human methodologies upon an alien race that exists outside of our purview. So who knows? Do they mean Los Angeles, the city, or Los Angeles, the county? Because that's an even wider. Now area. that's a, that's and, a great question. Oh my God, is Bakersfield safe? Bakersfield is never safe. <laughs> In fact, it, it might be safer now once the squeezing is done. Oh, God, the Trump supporters up there are going to survive. That's not fair. I, I guess it makes sense that they would kidnap Jack because he did kill their leader, so they might need him for, like, vengeance purposes. Mm-hmm. Put him in a giant pinball machine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panting and out of breath, he collapsed when you reach Jack's doorstep. What now, you wonder? Where should I start to search for all, for that squeeze bomb that I need? Where does- <laughs> <laughs> With a sinking feeling, you realize the terrible truth. You don't even know what the device looks like. A big cold hand suddenly squeezes your shoulder hard. (gasps) You jump and jerk with a start. No, you cry out, terrified that another alien is attacking you. What's wrong with you? Maddie Winter says. Maddie Winter lives across the street from Jack. She goes to your school. She's pretty with long frizzy black hair and blue eyes. You like her, except when she's bossy and acts like she knows everything. But hey, she's so smart. She usually does know everything. 
You scared me to death. Oh, wait, no, that's not her. No, you should do that. That's her. <laughs> that should be her. No, the, the, you best not believe we did ghost stories, Miss Turner. Yeah, living in them. Um, <laughs> you scared me to death, you snap at Maddie. I thought you were in... You can't finish your sentence. You're afraid Maddie will laugh at you if you say the word alien. But her eyes widen with concern. What, an alien? Are they back? She asks nervously. <laughs> you know about them? About the aliens? You ask. Maddie nods. If it hadn't been for Jack, we'd be. Her voice trails <laughs> off. She stares at something just past her shoulder. Ah! She screams at the top of her lungs. <laughs> she really got hardened from the invasion. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, to interrupt you. Her name's, what's her last name? Maddie. Uh, oh. Ma- uh, I, I don't know. I already jumped. Is it back. Maddie Weiner? Yeah, that is someone from the that's for the first book. She is in the first book. I remember Maddie now. I think it's Weiner. So in the first two Body Squeezers book, her name is her last name is Weiner, um, but in this it's like W I E N E R. But in this book, uh, it's W I N E R for some reason. I don't know. Bye. Weiner. No, oh, I'm so sorry. She probably got called Wiener when she was younger, but it's Weiner. Yeah. yeah. That's really what hardened her into the, into the <laughs> chunk of coal she is now. What? You scream, jumping out of the way. A spider, Maddie cries, pointing at a huge black creepy thing dangling on a thin spider line. I hate them. <laughs> you roll your eyes. <laughs> Don't scare me like that. Sorry. Anyway, what happened? She asks. You quickly explain everything to her. So Billy and Jack are in the spaceship, and I've got to find the squeeze bomb thing, you tell her. And only the only clues I have are three words, Hollywood Easton Bowl. It's a Hollywood Bowl. Sounds to me like it could be in the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> 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 <sighs> it's really more North Hollywood than East, but that's fine. I was going to say, we have a fucking unnecessary word. Like, we only needed two of the three words that we needed to figure out where to go. <laughs> Maybe that means the east part of the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Maddie announces, meaning the big open air theater. I'm not so sure, you argue. Think about it. Today is December 31st, New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. Guys, it's the last. Oh, my God. It's the last last day of the the year. The squeezer thing is going to go off tomorrow, New Year's Day. That's the day of the Rose Bowl parade in Pasadena. That's east of Hollywood, isn't it? Maddie twists her mouth a little like she can't decide whether to agree with you or not we need more information she declared let's sneak into mr (laughs) fleshman's house and search for clues what should you do head for the hollywood bowl on page 15 go to the rose bowl parade on page 35 or sneak into mr fleshman's house on page 77 oh i didn't even know that was an option yeah i mean well i mean there's stuff in the hollywood bowl uh the rose bowl parade there might be some stuff hanging around, some pool floats, you know, or not pool floats. Oh my god, some some uh, rose ball floats and parade floats. Uh, maybe, but maybe some pool floats too. But maybe some pool floats if they, if they got lazy with their designs. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, but Mister Fleshman's house is Mister Fleshman's house, and I know what was in there, and there was lots of cool shit in there. If anything, things that I can sell at market to bring in more ores, weapons. And uh, and fruits to make uh, wines and juices for myself. <laughs> I mean, you do have 24 hours. I don't think you'd be wasting time by sneaking into Fleshman's house. Will this game punish us for it like that? Uh, will it be like, oh, you spent too much time, Shepard, and now the Reapers are going to liquefy your crew at the end of Mass Effect 2? Never. They would never. What do you think? Hollywood Bowl, Rose Bowl, Fleshman's house. I, I don't. I feel like it'd be a weird way to say Holly. Like, why would you say the Hollywood if it was the Rose Bowl in Pasadena? Right. That's my logic. Mm. I yeah. think it's more Hollywood Bowl. 
I'm also down to check out Fleshman for for gear, but I'm worried that will put us down a road where we'll never get to check out Hollywood. You know, I am intrigued. Uh, I've heard of the many riches of Hollywood. I would love to see them. Uh, I I hear there are golden stars that line the streets, so I could probably get a couple of those. All right, are we moving right along to Hollywood? Yeah, let's see those etchings, beautiful etchings. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm setting this down the wrong path, Paul, but... No, I let's just, do it. Know. Let's do it. I have, I, I have okay. committed to our path. Let's go to the Hollywood Bowl, you announced to Maddie. Maddie nods. Okay, but I have to get money for the bus. I'll be right back. She rushes off to her house down the street. Five minutes later, she comes back pouting. My mom says I can't go. <laughs> she reports. <laughs> she says the Hollywood Bowl is bad luck for me. What? <laughs> Bad luck. This is why I got pregnant with you with the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> I mean, if that's like a, if she's being consistent and that's how she discourages her her daughter from doing things by saying it's bad luck. Okay, but as uh, she better be consistent with that. That's all that I care yeah. about. Bad luck. That's nuts. You sputter. Every time I go there, awful stuff, awful things happen. Maddie explains. Once I spilled orange soda all over my best dress. Another time, I chipped a tooth. And the last time, never mind, you interrupt her. I don't have time to listen to this stuff. <laughs> also, the traffic takes forever to get off of Barham. I've got to find the squeeze bomb before it goes off. Are you coming or not? Not, Maddie declares. Fine, then I'll find it myself, you announce. Okay. Damn. All right. We, well, I didn't know we didn't get to bring Maddie with us. That kind of, okay, fine. All right. She wanted to go to the Rose Bowl parade, Chad. She made it clear where she wanted to go. You hop on a bus toward Hollywood, but the buses are slow and confusing. You take the wrong one and get lost. Is that true? Is that true of LA? I mean, yeah, m- multiple times for me. Okay, just wondering. With every second, you grow more nervous. What if you can't find the squeeze bomb? Everyone in LA will be turned into a little <laughs> black ball. <laughs> Your head is dizzy with fear. By the time you reach the Hollywood Bowl, it's nine at night. A crowd <gasps> fills the seats in the open-air auditorium. They're doing Nine Before Christmas live, like every year. Wow, you sneak Jeez. in past the ticket taker and glance at the brightly lit stage. That's when you gasp. Whoa! Five hideous creatures are leaping around wildly. Their faces are striped purple and white. What? Something green is growing out of their heads. Oh what? man, you think in a panic. More aliens. For an instant, you want to scream. How will you defeat these new aliens? But then your eyes adjust to the multicolored bright lights on stage. And you laugh at yourself. You recognize the five guys on stage. It's Mindless Aggression. One of the most famous (laughs) rock bands in America. Love that name. It's War. (laughs) It's Gore. Cool. It's Incubus. One of the most famous. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) They're far better than the Deftones. They wouldn't dress up in costume or do face paint. That's not Incubus. They don't need those gimmicks. (laughs) The musicians are wearing purple and white makeup on their faces and green dye in their hair. Relax, you tell yourself. You aren't going to see an alien from space every time you turn around. When the crowd goes wild, hooting and dancing the songs of mindless aggression, slash incubus, you try to calm down and make a plan. (laughs) You've got to find that squeeze bomb, if it's there, but where is it? Maybe it's planted in plain sight, right out in the open, in Mm. the seats, or maybe it's hidden somewhere backstage. (laughs) Sure. That'd be nice. Hmm. See, I think this is where you'd want to put a squeeze bomb, is you get a bunch of people concentrated, so your your core impact is going to get, like... A bunch, a bunch of rockers. Yeah, this is yeah. The, the people who have done a lot of squeeze bombing would know this. And yeah, obviously, Chad, you know this very well. You've been, yeah. you've been squeeze bombing your whole life. Yeah, I saw Blink Way 2 at the Hollywood Bowl. I know what it was like. If you sneak backstage to search for the squeeze bomb and meet Incubus, turn to page 65. God, don't you toy with me. If you think it's planted in plain sight, turn to page 10. What do you think, young child? 
I think hiding in plain sight is would be a terrible idea by the aliens, and it would be backstage. I agree. I think all the good stuff that was in uh, Incubus slash Mindless Aggression's rider would also be back there, and I would like to sort through that greedily. Sure. All right. You sneak past some security guards and go backstage, search for Incubus and the squeeze bomb. It's fun hanging out backstage. The place is sort of dark and crowded. About a dozen <laughs> tough-looking men and women are hanging around. The road crew who travel with mindless aggression. Power cords and cables crisscross the floor, leading to speakers and a huge sound and light panel. At the back of the area, there's a table set up with all kinds of snacks, candy, and soft drinks. Yeah! Cool, you mutter to yourself. Devour the table, Kevin. <laughs> Eat all of it. <laughs> Wandering toward the snack table, you help yourself to some chips and the salsa. The world is about to end, so you have some fucking chips and salsa? We need energy, Paul. That's fair. We needed to fight the, the squeeze. Oh, you're right. As you're standing there, you overhear two guys talking. Two guys in jeans and road crew t-shirts leaning against a back wall. They have baseball caps on pulled down low. So low you can't see their faces, but they seem to be wearing makeup or something. Blue makeup on their faces. Hmm. They look weird. This music is awesome, one guy says. Better than anything we have at home. <laughs> totally. <gasps> the other guy agrees. Hey, are they just stuttering or are they aliens? <laughs> <laughs> the hair on the back of your neck stands up as you eavesdrop on the two roadies. We need them on Frith, one of the guys says. Let's take them back home with us so we'll have great rock and roll, too. We must kidnap Incubus. <laughs> Doubt, how dare you? How dare you, We must aliens. have the fungus among us. <laughs> <laughs> they literally have a song called Stellar. It works on so many levels. <laughs> Frith? Where's Frith? Something tells you it's not the name of any place on Earth. Well, yeah, dude. <laughs> I know the name of every place on Earth, and none of them are called Frith. <laughs> I know every place on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> you hold perfectly still. You watch the two guys closely, trying to see their faces. The song is almost over. One of the guys says, then they'll come off stage. That's our chance. He turns his back on you and faces the wall. But even with his back turned, you know what he's doing. He's shoving his whole goddamn arm down his throat. When he turns around, you'll see the gleam of a fucking green and purple handled weapon. Your heart starts hammering. That weapon. It's a body squeezer gun. That's the, the most Metal Gear fucking mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there a way to rival this body squeezer weapon? Ugh, that weapon. It's a body squeezer gun. Snake, that's a body squeezer gun. <laughs> Just like the one that we used to shoot Jack and Billy. A moment later, you hear the audience out front erupted cheers and applause. The song has ended. The band members from Incubus race backstage and also mindless aggressions there too. Wow, we totally rocked, McHorner shouts. <laughs> He's the lead singer for mindless aggression. I'm starved, Jojo Castola, the drummer. Cuts. What is with this? Why is he even bothering? Why are we naming the characters? <laughs> Why are you just do it? Fan favorite characters for, for mindless aggression. Now these are in the Goosebumps lexicon, this entire band that will come back, I'm sure, multiple times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I, I bet this is like the the author's like friend's band or something like that. My, it's mindless, not mindless self-indulgence. Mindless yeah. aggression. Mindless aggression. I keep thinking of MS to I, too. And I, I'm uh, trying to imagine that band in a children's book. Uh, is, as <laughs> you know, the aliens probably would like mindless self-indulgence. Oh, for they sure. They probably think they're interesting. Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, out of the corner of your eye, you see the aliens begin to lurch forward. You know what's going to happen next. The aliens will shoot the band members, squeezing them into balls. Then they'll kidnap them and take them to their planet, Frith. <laughs> Is there anything you can do to prevent it? Probably not. Unless, what if you throw yourself in the line of fire? What? No! If you jump into the line of fire to protect the band Incubus, turn to no. page 21. <laughs> don't, don't say it's Incubus. It's mindless aggression are the ones that are in the crosshairs right now. Are you going to let Mick Horner and Joja Cristola get disclosed, Chad? <laughs> what, what is the strategy of us getting squeezed? Then the aliens win. Like, I don't, I don't see it. We already let two bo- children go, which sounds like they can be unsqueezed, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't see us diving into the path of this shot. What What is the other option, Kevin? If you don't dare risk your life, turn to page forty nine. You're saying that you're going to let Mick Horner and <laughs> yeah. JoJo Castola. I I, yeah. I understand letting Mick Horner get squoezed, but JoJo Castola yeah. is a saint. All right. I know. Listen, he's a legend of the guitar, or the bass, or the drums, or whatever he does. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think we got to let him get squeezed. Paul. I mean, I will think? say this. I agree because I I don't know if I'll be able to carry many goods and and products back to my dwarven hold <laughs> if I'm squoze. But but uh, I do kind of want to know what it's like to be squoze because who knows, maybe it's kind of fun and we don't know anything about it, you know? Like, maybe it's not so bad. I mean... No, let's not sacrifice ourselves. Fuck, these guys. Fuck this band. <laughs> There's no way that's a good ending. There's no way that goes, well, it turns out you're immune to squeezing. You're right. All right. Throw yourself in the path of the squeezer weapon? No way. The best you can do, best I can do is warn Mick and the others. (laughs) Mick, watch out, you call, warning him. Both aliens yank off their baseball caps and leap for a baseball cap would not conceal anything about these aliens. It's like when it's like when the Ninja Turtles wear trench coats, you're like, wow, that's really that's really doing the work, yeah. Yuck, their faces are hideous. The yellow, fiery eyes bob on long black stems. Almost as if the eyeballs are going to fall off. Your time on Earth is over. One of the aliens shouts as he aims his silver weapon at Mick Horner. For only an instant, Mick looks surprised. Then he glances at the other guys in his band. Oh yeah? That's what you think, Mick Horner shouts back. What? What? What Each of the five musicians reaches behind (gasps) his left ear. Then simultaneously, each one of them begins to pull a zipper along the edge of his jawline all the way around. They unzip their faces. What? (laughs) Face the real McHorner on page 130. Is this like a Slipknot thing? Dude, (laughs) dude, we have made so many decisions, but all of them have amounted to us going to a place and being like, holy shit. And then just seeing something. (laughs) And then running to the next place and being like, holy shit. You gasp, amazed. Mick Horner and the other musicians have unzipped their faces and thrown them on the floor. They're aliens too, but a different race of aliens. They have scaly brown skin and two mouths each. We will never surrender to you, Mick shouts the blue aliens. Then prepare for battle, the blue alien calls back. (laughs) His voice thin and metallic. Mick and the other guys begin firing some sort of laser beams out of their stomachs. Paching! A laser. I'm not making this up. A laser beam hits one of the blue aliens. It completely wipes out part of his leg and destroys the band Incubus. Help! No! Come on, Kevin! Come on! I'm sorry, Chad. Just reading what it says. Can't argue with the BM. I can't argue with the BM. You know how much we had to pay to have them on each of one of these pages for their likenesses on the page? We uh, had to get I them know. off screen as quickly as possible. Brandon Boyd, no. Help. Ah, the people backstage begin to scream. Uh, the blue aliens shoot back. 
using their green and purple handled squeezer weapons, but the bright cage of light just bounces off the brown scaly beings. It doesn't seem to hurt them at all. All the humans backstage run and hide, except you. You stand there and watch. This is too cool to miss. Holy shit. Pa-ching, pa-ching, pa-ching. The battle continues wildly. Beams of light <laughs> fly in every direction. The RL definitely did not write this. No. Like this is no, no. This is not feel like an RL story. He would never. All five members of Mindless Aggression shoot lasers out of their stomachs. Each time a laser beam what? hits its target, it erases a part of the blue aliens' bodies. Cool. Pa-ching. An arm is gone. Pa-ching. Half a face. Krazip. <laughs> The blue the blue creatures fire back, but the squeezer weapons have no effect. When the battle is over, the blue aliens have completely disappeared. Then Mick Horner walks over to you. He looks like something you might see crawling out of a garbage can. He turns his hideous face toward you. His two mouths are drooling like he's hungry, like he wants something to eat. Oh no, you think. Mick Horner picks up two nacho chips, one in Shut each up. hand. He stuffs Shut one up. into each of his two mouths. Then he oh turns his scaly brown face to you. So how much do you know about the Frithers, the blue aliens you just saw? He asks you in a normal human voice. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're terrified. His face is so weird. They planted a device somewhere in L.A. to squeeze everyone into small black balls. I've been trying to find it, but you never will, Mick replies. Come with us. We'll give you a lift in our spaceship. What? (laughs) (laughs) Great. But first we have to stop and pick up my family and all my friends, you insist. And warn everyone else about the bomb. I can't just leave innocent people behind. Fine, Mick says. We can take as many as 200 people on our ship with no trouble. And everyone else will have enough time to evacuate the city. Where do you want to go? Colorado, you decide. I've never really seen snow before. We'll be safe there. And besides, I've always wanted to learn to snowboard. What the the fuck? What? (laughs) You made an alien friend. Okay, wait, okay. We just had... (laughs) That is 100% the good ending. But literally, we did nothing. We just kept going from place to place. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't. I can't think of a single action you did. You you ran away, and Mm -hmm. then ran away some more. We let the kids get taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm clicking. I'm clicking through right now, just going through all the. We chose Hollywood Bowl. That was our one really active choice. We just went to another place. Like literally, our we kept going. I guess I'll go in here now and see the weird thing that I'm going to see. And then we went there and then that happened. And then we would go and that would lead us. I want to clarify that. Wow. They are both these. Do they? I don't think they said the name of uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence's alien band, uh, Mindless Aggression. Mm-hmm. Let's call them the, let's call them the, the aggressions. Uh, they will make a space arc for us. Yeah. Where we get to select which 200 humans get to be part of our new society. Every kid's dream. In Colorado. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in Colorado, we go snowboarding, but also we're gonna we are going to warn Los Angeles, and they will in evacuate. An undecided, undetermined way of how we'll do that. Really, this was the most ideal uh, path of non-resistance that we could have taken. We resisted zero, and it worked out. Billy and Jack's fate undecided. And hey, Colorado, pretty I guess pretty cool place. We just have like a vacation time. Yeah. Have we ever, like, beaten the book? We one-shotted that. I feel pretty good about leaving it there, honestly. It's only down It's only down from there. We did. We <laughs> went out on the top. We can, uh, we can see, like, what the other uh, endings were. Yeah, I'm, I'm quickly searching on uh, the Goosebumps wiki. Uh, it looks like a, a choice farther back if we had taken the squeeze bullet. Uh-huh. 
uh, it would have been counted what they count as an ambiguous ending of you end up being turned into a ball okay. and taken to space along with your favorite rock band. Okay. Whom the aliens kidnapped to play music for them. You join the band and become a rock star on Frith. While you're happy, you're not sure if you'll ever be able to help the people on Earth. What's uh, what's bad about that? That sounds sick. I get to join Incubus. I get to be an Incubus. That sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty cool to me. Get to, yeah, get to shake, get to shake the maraca and Incubus. You get to play the tambourine in Incubus. Ah, uh, <laughs> the tambourine Incubus. <laughs> uh, so I guess. I'm kind of curious, like, where was the squeeze bomb? Was there one canonical location? Because mm. a lot of them were just like, you'll never find it. I'm like, yeah, how would you locate it without right. a tech tracker of some sort? Right, right, right. Here, I'm looking. Uh, let's see. So we got uh, Body Squeezer Saga. Uh, I find one in, in the list of the Goosebumps Wiki good endings. Mm-hmm. Um, you find the parade float that had the squeeze bomb on it. Oh. You don't have time to defuse the bomb, so you get the driver of the float to drive it off a cliff. Jumping out at the last minute, pretty rad, and let mm-hmm. it sink into a lake where the bomb detonates safely without harming anyone. You head back to the parade to celebrate. While this ending is mostly good, it doesn't address the fates of Jack or Billy. So I think ours is still better than that. Yeah. Did we get a good ending or an, an ambiguous ending? This was lauded as one of the good endings, okay. which I, I definitely consider a good ending. I mean, rock band with stomach lasers and double mouths that's immune to body squeezing. Like, that's pretty, that's cool as shit, so... And I think they had pretty mindful aggression with what they were doing there. That was there was Aww. no mindlessness involved in that at all. They were very <laughs> I was thought that was thoughtful aggression that occurred at the end. Is there any version where the bomb was in the bowl or like in Hollywood? Did I just send this down the wrong path? I I, I don't think there was. Uh, I think it was mm. always in in uh, the rose the rose bowl. Okay. There's an early bad ending that I'm really sad we didn't get thrown into where. At some point, Maddie comes along with us to Hollywood, which uh-huh. I don't know how we get there. Maybe you had to go to Fleshman's house first. Mm-hmm. You go along with Maddie's plan to try and dig up Leonard Nimoy's star. That's what I wanted to do. On the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What? To find the squeeze bomb. I wanted to bring that back to my mountain hold. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious what cause of events made us think that it's under... Le- Leonard Nimoy's star. Uh, Chad, you need, to fi- you need to finish reading the whole ending too, please. Sure, yeah, so you, you try to find the squeeze bomb, you try to dig it up, which is so funny to imagine. Also, like, how dwarven of us to try to, like, dig something up. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. dig it up and take mm-hmm. it back to our mountain hold. Uh, the police catch you, and you run away, but slip on a banana skin and knock yourself unconscious. You don't wake up in time to stop the squeeze bomb from detonating. Womp womp. <laughs> Unclear if it was actually underneath the star or not, but you fell and got amnesia. You need to read the ending below that as well, which is a single line, and it's a single line of beauty. Oh, sure. This is probably where, if the very first choice, if we I guess if we had what stayed in the bushes, I guess. I think so. Running. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you're frozen solid in alien vomit after an alien throws up all over you. Cool. Wow. Great. L- one. Listen to this good ending, and then yeah. th- th- keep in mind this is a good ending. Okay. Aliens experiment on you and take you apart to find out how the human body works. But they pull you apart instead of cutting you, so by the time they put you back together, you're ten feet tall, as are Jack and Billy. The (laughs) aliens decide it's not safe to invade Earth, so they send the three of you home. You all become basketball stars now that you're as tall as giants. (laughs) That's incredible. That is a good ending. That's a great ending. That's like a Junji Ito good ending, right? Like you just get squeezed. <laughs> now, you get... now we're tall freaks when we play basketball together. I would love a Junji Ito sports uh, manga. 
<laughs> where they all get cursed, but it but the curse works out for him this time. Yeah, that's beautiful. And then you get to join the you get to join Michael Jordan at the twilight of his career in the sad twilight. Wow. Play alongside him. Well, yeah, you play for this is probably when he's playing for the Wizards. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. What a what a fascinating like I kind of liked it as weird as it is, even though we didn't have a lot of agency in it. Um, this was fun. Yeah, it, I mean, definitely not written by RL, but fun. Definitely not. It was uh, honestly very funny, completely ridiculous that you just, you literally don't make any decisions. You just go, I love, I love that it doesn't, it only tries to trick you one time in the beginning. And if you do get tricked by it, you get thrown up and die from throw up by an alien. That's hilarious. But then like, if you don't do, if you don't get tricked in that one spot, it's smooth sailing to a beautiful victory like we had. Oh, oh man! So one more ambiguous ending. I at some point because it seems like a lot of the if we had gone after Billy and Jack, it would have been about just saving them and then presumably just getting back to Earth. Yeah, so it's not boring. Not as interesting. Boring. But in one version, you make a mistake when programming the escape pod and are accidentally transported back to the 1960s, landing in the middle of the Woodstock Festival. You have no way to return to your own time, and it sounds like you get to watch Jimi Hendrix play the star spangled banner whoa sick dude this one had some great rock moments in it <laughs> this one yeah whoever wrote this really liked rock and roll uh so it's just, and you're like you're okay with it because you can use the future the knowledge of the future to your advantage so you're gonna do back to the future too hell yeah and you get to see Jimi hendrix play man that's pretty rad that's a good ending that's why this book is worth 900 dollars on <laughs> <laughs> it has incubus and Jimi hendrix in it so yeah i can see why you pay that much for it they really get it uh, I, I feel like that's a that's a goosebuds. I think we bought that's it. That's a goosebuds. That's the last goosebuds. <laughs> I'm glad we got to put all of the squeezies squeezies to bed uh, in 2022. Yeah, unless they show they might show up again in Horrorland or something. But we'll you know we'll see where that comes apparently up. Apparently, the saga ends here according to the wiki. Oh, really? Uh, apparently, they were in the film. I don't remember them. They were probably just in the background. I think I vaguely <laughs> remember them chasing them. I I don't remember much about those films i kind of i kind of and all things considered i kind of like them in the goosebumps pantheon of monsters it's like, a good design it's like it, it's a it's a decent cover art design i just think we're saddled with interesting protagonists every time we're up against the body squeezers i like them in yeah uh, i like that it's california oh also apparently the body squeezers were the ones in the movie that if you remember they come into the police station and freeze the cops which, oh yes, that's I don't know right. Why you would just let them be squozen. That's oh. way more scary. I feel like they just didn't have the budget, probably, to squeeze. Like you, you know how expensive squeezing gets. Just yeah, I guess. Just take their scale and just shrink it down. Just go negative two hundred percent and just yeah. Just. A, t- a tiny squeeze is way cheaper to pull off in a film than a big. squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you all for for being part of the show. Uh, for listening in twenty twenty two, we're excited for the new year. Wow, this is our final goodbye. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Stop dear. it. The show's, the show's continuing. <laughs> We're going to do more episodes. And hey, if you want even more Goosebuds, uh, if you're not getting enough of the every two episodes a month we do, you can get access to bonus episodes and more on patreon.com slash Goosebuds. That's patreon.com slash Goosebuds. Uh, your support keeps the show going, and we hope you enjoy all the bonus episodes we do every month like Camp Goosebuds. Yeah. It's a great time. You should come hang out at Camp Goosebuds. We talk around a fire, and uh, we get weird sometimes. I'm sure this time we'll talk about Dwarf Fortress the entire time, so look forward to that. 
Probably. You guys should check out Goosebuds.store as well if you want to support the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, our holiday sale has has retired for the year, but we have still some new items up there. And appreciate everyone who uh, who checked out uh, the new merch. Also, again, I'm going to do one more call. If you have bought anything from the store... Please like send us pictures of you rocking it. I want to I want to see it on social media and like yeah I don't know yeah show us your beautiful merch proof that they're as cozy as they are for us. Mm. Like I really love I wear my stuff all the time like a weirdo. Mm. I uh I, I have a I have a New Year's resolution for you guys. I want to design something for the store. You're uh, gonna in, do yes. it in 2023. So we we'll have a we'll have a shirt designed by me if it's any good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you can stop playing War Fortress. If yeah, it's anything yeah. like that beautiful uh, cat pixel cat that you designed for hack uh i'm sure it will be stupendous it'll probably be pixely because it's me you got a style we I love do. it yeah it's a beautiful style uh any other final thoughts on the year y'all or you good well um th- thank you for listening to to goose buds if, if if you don't mind uh uh space kings is a book that i released this year it's a tabletop rpg uh, the digital version of it is on sale. If you're listening to this in 2022 or or extremely early 2023, the Space Kings book is 10% off on 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 our itch page for the itch winter sale. So if you wanna if you wanna snag a, a slightly cheaper copy of uh, Space Kings, you can head over to spacekings.space and that'll take you to our itch page, and you can you can get the book. Also, uh, if you've been Listening to my voice for a while, and you and you think I'm good, and you like my stuff, maybe uh, consider dropping by my Patreon. Uh, I've got uh, I've, I've got some things I'm working on there, some video games and some uh, Space Kings expansions and stuff. And uh, if you want to help me out, that'd be cool. Uh, that's at GiveKevinMoney.com. It's the final chance to give Kevin money. This is your last chance this year to do it that's true that is true it is your last chance this year this year (laughs) i just want to say thank you to everybody for listening this year i think we read some of the weirdest and wildest goosebumps books so far this year it's been incredible and thank you too for for going on this journey with me i love you guys oh thanks paul likewise thank you all uh it's been a fucking wild year uh very rough year in some other things unrelated to this podcast and goosebuds uh, it sounds too dire, but it gives me a reason to go on. But it's part of the reason <laughs> I I keep staying around this this mortal coil with you all. Aww. I love you all. Love you too, Chad. Love you, Chad. All right. Until next time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye, buddy. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon supporters. They live forever in the digital book of names. The book of, book of names. Starting with Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Hollis Hornbeak. Low Belly Hate Me. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolezal. Kelly C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Morrill. Alecade. Mel Dipson. Afsheen. Danky McStanky. Dango Twist. Brian Wells. Happy holidays from Zentacles to all the Goose Buddies. Aww. Happy Aww. holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. Stealth Base. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keedy. Calf. New Paranoia Shop about quicksand out now. Wow, that managed to miss both me and Chad. <laughs> 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 Call it a split. 
Quentin, I am in your walls. It's in the goddamn walls. Gregory D. Warren. Alan Saylor. Cody Redfield. Bradford Coulter. Aiden Alexander Dice. Jar Jar Slinks. Chosen One. Levithan. Up and Champ. Jonas Engman. Carl. Anthony Mulberry. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Brooke X. Jesus Christ. Christian Vanskever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Lowe. Brian Hopgood. Zach Connor. Alicia Grave. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Hell yeah. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Whittem. New Paranoia Shop <laughs> with special guest Andrew Jadzak, who will present on validity of quicksand while wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think you meant that mockingly, but I got a little scared. There are so <laughs> many quicksand and paranoia shoppy bullets that you will be hit. One of you will be hit at least. <laughs> it's more of a shotgun blast. Yeah. Lord Cornwallis. We're living in dangerous times. <laughs> Carson Birkin Bean. Murphy P. Tevin Ticklebean's backstory involves a lot of dwarven. Oh, we'll be talking no. about that. Rest well, my dwarven brothers. <laughs> Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Wiggle it. Jonas Blatterman. Luke LaFontaine. Ooh. Chip Hansen. Matt McClellan. John Barber. Sarah Camp. Tanya Turtle. Paul Grasso. Joe Regular Name Scott. Alex Moon, the robotic dog. Juan Jalapena. Keith Halcrow. Timothy Misudolakis. Clay McCarty. Vincent Modica. Matthew Stevens. Luke Noodles. Parker Lee. Hugh Boland. Zam Bam Bino. Pam underscore boat. Raymond Her- Hernandez. I can talk. <laughs> Flimily. The Crowfens, but non-denominationally festive. Aw, wow. Great read of non-denominationally, yeah, Jeff. That would have tripped me up. Impressive. Ooh, that was tough. Matthew Sutton. Jeffrey Owen Cahey. Lee Wood. Kelsey Kinneman. Russell Kasberg. Javier Jimenez. Brendan Arafin. Chris Petrikas. Scotty Pippen. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Streak. Meet Virginia. Dungeon Kappa. Reed Steubendick. MC Hamster got stuck in quicksand and couldn't update his name. <laughs> I love it. Zach Wary. Lip Duck. Stinklitch. Ellen G. Jessam. Joey Evans. <laughs> quicksand is real. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no play with it. Just quick says real. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Carolize Gamgee. Tobias Clark. Yolo Swaggins. Just a chill hobbit living it up in Yolo Shire. Cameron Hansen. Generally depressing. The deadly bulb. Andre Villanueva. Ben Bohan. Estamena, Lord of Paul's Pants. Chris. Return of the ghostly pajama boner Ooh. Nelson. It never truly went away. The sight of our rainforest tour guide boning my wife was so <laughs> shocking, I didn't notice that quicksand. Hashtag cucksand. That was in an episode my mom listened to. <laughs> <laughs> right, Stuart. Kieran McNamara. Diet soda. Jonas Enavoldson. Calamity Carl. Germ juice. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Laguza. Lamp! Great movie. Nick Johnson. <laughs> a Pair of Scots. Another great movie. <laughs> Stephen Day. Levi Kidder. David Gray. Bryce Deary. Hashtag Dwarf Energy. Matthew Bratado. <laughs> Ryan Carroll. 
Jeremy Bowser. Carpson. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> oh, Mr. B. Ninja Breadman. Bony. Peanut Berg level 69. Megan McCormick Mason. Some of Chad's bird friends. Nicholas Maloney. Helodicus Frenchland. <laughs> Love it. Burgers, Icy Church, the frost be upon thee. <laughs> oh my god, we have to bring back Ice Church. <laughs> oh my god, we, we gotta talk about Ice Church. It's been a minute. Aaron Lord. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Dr. Eggdrop Soupman. Thomas Jansis. Lucretia McEvil. Uh, mutant astronaut. Moon Juice. Henry Torber. Adam Knapp. SSJ Trogdor. Hood Lemon. Logan Derby. Brad Schmelzer. Chick. Wow. Yeah, how would you say this? We'll find out. I know how, I, I know I should say plush, but I'm gonna say pluvish. <laughs> I, I would've gone with pluvish too. Pluvish. pluvish. Mr. Misfire. Manda Nasty. Llama Lad. Skeletorin. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Jesse Hammock. Yoplin. Philip Reynolds. Chicago Frank returns. Oh my. N8 Bit G. Chris. RR Davis Crafts Rye Animator. Scott Wable. Danzig versus Sean Aston. The battle for Polly Shore Soul <laughs> begins now. Dr. Mr. Unimportant suspects that it's all connected. The monkeys were trapped in quicksand to keep them from finishing the new. <gasps> the new what? The new what? The sand enters their lungs and they cannot speak. <laughs> Josh Howell. Evan Bowen. Soggy Newspapers. Chris Kulik. Dakota Kemp. John W. 976-E-V-I-L. Greg Musto. Kiwi of Lerv. Serial Killer X. Hi, first time, long time. Allie Rose. Sprinkle Buns. Kevin, your escape monkeys are watching you and your monkey shines. You slime. <laughs> Benjamin Luther. Sira Sin. Dennis Wright. Hover the Moon. Heldeby. Edgar's Crassus. Cameron Ganseveld. Vochivi. Matt Septor. Greg Gervasi, aka Vitazen. Dakota Kipper. Ollie Sutz. Kate the Great. My cart. <laughs> Can Chad's chode make your head explode? Tonight 11. <laughs> I'm not, not commenting on that one. <laughs> this is fast, the best move, Chad. <laughs> Anthony Rodriguez. B. Jeff Webb is still a big baby, but we both sincerely appreciate your well wishes. You'll grow up, Jeff. <laughs> Alpaca acquaintance. Taraku, the thing that goes dunk in the anime. Cassandra Harris. Gulliver. Spencer. Why? That last name was my favorite. Uh -oh. <laughs> Soap. Big Nick Lane. Kira and Brian are big fans. Oh, we got some bigs lined up <laughs> together. James Stavernos. Gwilt get gog be gwerth get ginga gend goblin greater. <laughs> Nicely done, Paul. Sure will, sure will. <laughs> Blake, bad time having Gavin. Chris, insert creative name here, Byers. Dan Antonio. <laughs> Droman. George Props. I pledge my blade to Dreadlord <laughs> Kevin. Yay! <laughs> Got one. More people pledge their blade to me, please. <laughs> CM. Assuming that's Crystal Maiden. Farah Tildy. Stinko the Clown pledges his blade to Paul. Ah. <laughs> Can't just declare that. Who would you pledge your blade to? Reply in our poll. <laughs> Chris Curdo. William. Cole Gleason. 
The Puerto Rican Demon. Tanner Gallegos. Matthew Pipes. Jesse Boggs. Michael Malloy. Witch Knight Wren. Witch Knight Wren? <laughs> Brandon Nichols. Angelo Edward Longton Santone. Smelodies. And now to add two new names or things to the book of names. <laughs> the first is funny. Uh, the second is goon. Good vibes. Mom was kind of hot. <laughs> Cahoots. What? She was. She was. I, she, the, the the mom in the cartoon Good Vibes that I worked on, I believe Goon Cahoots is referenced, and she was very attractive. Uh, uh, I see, I see, oh, I see. Well, oh, that's yes. in the yeah. book of names forever now. That's great. I love that. <laughs> 2023 will be the year of pledging blades. Pledge your blades. Pick your side. <laughs> or other weapons. Maybe you're not a sword guy. Yeah, if you got a spear, yeah. I, I'm accepting spearmen. Paul's always accepting spearmen. <laughs> all hammers. Hammer boys over here. All right. I love you all. Thank you all so very, very much. Bye, Bye everybody. Pledge your blades. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.